more on the collapse of this dam in Ukraine. Kia ora, Charlotte. This dam is one of the main geographic features of southern Ukraine. It's 240 kilometres long and up to 23 kilometres wide. The Nova Kakhovka Dam supplies water to the Crimean Peninsula and it cools the Zaporizhia nuclear plant. So after being blown up, water is now surging down the Dnipro River, flooding dozens of towns. Russia controls the dam and has dis- denied destroying it, instead blaming Ukrainian shelling. Around 40,000 people need to be evacuated and up to 70 towns and villages are at risk of flooding. Here's Alexei Sandikov, a resident of Hassan. I saw the river level going up. It rose by one meter in early in the morning. Then uh, I went to diff- other different locations to see how it goes, maybe help my friends. <clears throat> After a while, by, by the lunch, it was two and a half meters and we saw the local promenade uh, underwater already. The Ukrainians and the West blame Russian forces. President Zelensky says it's an act of war against life, nature and civilization. It was an absolutely deliberate and prepared explosion. The Russians knew exactly what they were doing. The flooding of the southern regions of our country has been going on all night. Eighty towns and villages are underwater. Evacuation has already begun. And these are just the initial consequences. But Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov is accusing Ukraine of sabotage to distract from its counteroffensive. We can state unequivocally that we are talking about deliberate sabotage of the Kachovka Dam by the Ukrainian side. This sabotage has potentially very serious consequences for several tens of thousands of residents of the region as well as ecological consequences. The BBC's Vitaly Shevchenko has more on the risks. Huge amounts of dramatic videos and photographs showing whole streets, whole towns being submerged in water. But upstream, we're talking about tens of thousands of people who for generations have relied on this massive expanse of water for drinking water, for irrigation and the nuclear power station. For now, the authorities in Ukraine say that the situation there is under control, but that station relies on Kachovka for cooling its six massive reactors. So what we're talking about are enormous risks, both upstream and downstream from the Kachovka Dam. The European Union is calling it barbaric and a new escalation. The White House says it can't conclusively say who's behind the dam breach. The BBC's Paul Adams has this analysis on who may have been behind the attack and the strategy. You're seeing a small bit of history unfolding. For a long time, it was lawful to attack dams. The practice became illegal in the 1970s. And it's considered customary now that you can't attack dams and it would be considered a war crime. It's a war crime because it's disproportionate and it's indiscriminate in its impact. And so we're seeing a new phase of the war unfold right now. Under which law is it illegal? It's under the additional protocol, which was an addition to the Geneva Conventions of 1949. It's also possible that it's illegal with regards to the crime of environmental damage where you've got something which is widespread 
long-term and severe. Yes, I'm looking at Article 56, which is essentially saying that you can't attack something that might release dangerous forces, namely dams, dikes and nuclear electrical generating stations where such an attack may result in, in severe losses among the civilian population. So so that would amount yeah. to be that, what they have done. It, 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 it's pretty much... It, it, the, uh, the exception is if the dam or the dike was being had a direct military use and that the enemy were using it for a specific purpose and there's no alternative. That exception does not apply to the situation. The other problem you've got is that that law that you're citing from 1977, Mr Putin removed Russia's signature from it. And so he would argue that that law doesn't apply. But many others would argue that it's not considered customary because it's such a common practice. And that all those earlier times when you destroyed dams, it's something you just don't do in the 21st century. So President Putin removed his signature on Russia's behalf in, in 2019. Is that correct? Yeah. And so that gives and him a position to, to argue that it is okay for his... Army. Not that Russia has actually admitted it was them, both sides are blaming that, it on each other. Yeah, that, that, that's right. In, in theory, he could argue that because we've taken our signature off these obligations, it's not binding. But most other people would say that these obligations are, cons- are so common now that they're considered customary and that the, the laws of war have evolved to a point where you can't do such indiscriminate and disproportionate damage to the environment or to communities. This is by far not the first war crime that Russia has been investigated for. Why do you say that this is a new scale of war? Because the attacks on dams were something which many people may be familiar with from the Second World War and that they were also used in the Korean War, but but the practice stopped by the Vietnam War. And the thinking in international armed conflict law was that it becomes more refined, more proportionate, more specific on who you target. What you're seeing with this war is that all those norms are just being blurred and increasingly you're seeing a number of violations occur. But the bigger political problem you've got is whether it is or isn't a war crime is that when you have to negotiate a peace deal, these things will all be on the table and whether you want accountability for them or not and whether you are willing to give those up to get a peace deal will be a big testing issue in time to come. The UN Security Council is meeting today. What do you expect that they might be discussing? I think they'll be discussing this particular issue and whether a breach of the laws of war did or didn't occur. But because it's the Security Council with the Russian veto, you can be guaranteed that you won't get a resolution condemning Russia on it. Could there be more sanctions as a result? I think you may get more sanctions, but the, the sanctions are already at a pretty high level. For a country like New Zealand, the challenge isn't adding to the sanctions list, it's speaking out more. Because when Zelensky spoke to the New Zealand Parliament, he specifically asked us to adopt and support the work on the crime of ecocide, where environmental damage is being done in times of warfare, because there's a bit of a a gap in international law. So this is where New Zealand needs to speak up, following what Zelensky asked us to do, and say if we can improve the law to make sure that there is accountability for these types of crimes now and in the future. This has also come at the same time as Ukraine's long, uh, long-awaited, long-suspected counter-offensive. But also there are calls for, for silence in Ukraine as well. It's, it's a complicated space on top it's, of something that is already complicated. It, 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 it's every day is difficult. 
and, and the actual, in terms of a method of warfare to destroy a dam to prevent an offensive action against it, it it's, it's long-standing. It's what, it was done for a long period, whereby you would flood the territory so that the enemy couldn't advance through it. It's no longer acceptable, but my concern is that you just keep seeing repeated breaches of war and it makes it easier for the next breach to occur. And things are going in the wrong direction in this regard because if Mr. Putin can't contain the offence offensive against his forces, he may, be, may resort to even more drastic things. Can anything be done? We have to speak out clearly that we consider this a crime, that we expect accountability will be part of what will happen in the future. We need to take a lead in making sure that this issue is highlighted and just not losing focus that what you're seeing right now is just the erosion of the norms of the laws of warfare. The enemy couldn't advance through it. It's no longer acceptable, but my concern is that you just keep seeing repeated breaches of war and it makes it easier for the next breach to occur. And things are going in the wrong direction in this regard because if Mr Putin can't contain the offence, offensive against his forces, he may, be, may resort to even more drastic things. Can anything be done? We have to speak out clearly that we consider this a crime, that we expect accountability will be part of what will happen in the future. We need to take a lead in making sure that this issue is highlighted and just not losing focus that what you're seeing right now is just the erosion of the norms of